Welcome to Long Distance Listening, a music podcast. Hello and welcome to Long Distance Listening. I'm Andrew. And I'm Nate. Welcome to our first episode of 2023. Welcome to the new year. And this year we are starting with our first episode being about the 2023 Grammys. So the Grammy nominations have come out. And what we're going to do this episode is we're going to run through just a list of them. Not every single one because there's... Nate looked through it. I don't know how many. But there's a lot of Grammy nominations. Um, And we picked... Do you know how many we picked? I didn't even count. Two, four, six, eight, ten, twelve, fourteen, fifteen. A nice, yeah. Set it's not an even number, but it's a it's a nice number nonetheless. Um, so yeah, we will go through fifteen of the Grammy nominations one by one. We will list them as if we are actually announcing the winners of the Grammys. In the certain sense, we'll tell you who all the nominees are. And our personal choice. Um, it's not exactly who we think will win. It's just who we would choose of those listed there. And another kind of thing we'll throw in here. If there's an artist or a song or an album that we just feel like they're like totally missing out on. Like, oh, they really should have had this be nominated or something. We can also throw that in as... Uh, either an honorable mention or a my pick like my pick would have been like if i ran the grammys i would have picked this um as well so we'll give you kind of both of those answers there will be ones that we probably won't have my picks or burning like oh man this needed to be nominated we might just be happy with certain nominations so um we will kind of go back and forth here. I'll, uh, I'll ask Nate the first one. He'll give his answer. Then I'll give mine. And then uh, we'll kind of go back and forth here. So um, uh, any questions, Nate? You ready to jump in? No, I'm good. Okay. I'm going through the order you sent me. So I'm assuming that's a good enough order to go with. So yeah. we're going to start with Best Country Album. And the nominees are Growing Up by Luke Combs, Palomino, I'm assuming that's pronounced okay, by Miranda Lambert, Ashley McBride Presents Lindville by Ashley McBride, Humble Quest by Marin or Marin Morris, I'm never sure how that's pronounced, and then A Beautiful Time by Willie Nelson. So... Nate, Wiley what's your win? <laughs> I know, I was joking. That? Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> what is your pick? Coming artist. <laughs> um, yeah, so I'm not a big country music listener. Yeah, but I'm like m- listen to a lot more country than I used to, and mm-hmm. that means I listen to like maybe like two or three <laughs> or four <laughs> releases a year. Yeah, and. Thankfully enough, two of the releases that I did listen to this year are on uh, this list and are nominated. And that would be Palomino by Miranda Lambert and Humble Quest by Maren Morris. Mm -hmm. And I'll pick the Humble Humble Quest by Maren Morris. It's the one that I listen to the most. And I apologize, too, if it's Maren. I don't know. Um, But 
the only thing and the like standout for me is uh she has a song called tall guys and that's kind of the part of the record where i'm like okay like i don't know i'm just like i think it's funny where she's like, hey, I love all types of guys. And then she lists every guys. But then she's like, but really, I like tall guys. <laughs> it's just like such a like, it's, she's like tiptoeing because it's like 2022. It's like she's tiptoeing yeah. around to like make sure everyone's included while still being able to say like, just one you know, I want them tall. Uh-huh. Um, so I just find that funny and kind of, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. But that's my only really comment about the record. I think. I think she has a really good voice and yeah. some clever, some really clever songwriting, and yeah. the production's pretty good. So, so yeah. Yep. Yep. What about you, Andrew? So, I think I'm on record here, but I'll I'll come back on record. Um, I don't like country music. It is not something that I enjoy. It is something that I more or less actively stay away from. Um, now I have taught music lessons for years, and maybe a student will ask me, um to learn country so i've done it more out of necessity and these albums i listen to because the necessity of the podcast i wanted to be a good podcast co-host and i didn't want to uh i didn't listen to any of them so none of them um so i listened to not the full albums but i listened to a decent bit of each of these albums some i actively disliked uh, I'm not going to say which ones I actively dislike. That'll be uh, just a name of my conversation off, yeah. off, 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 the uh, off the record. Um, but there was there was two albums that I didn't actively dislike, like that I actually liked, <laughs> and that was Willie Nelson's A Beautiful Time um, and Humble Quest by Marin Morris. Um, so it's kind of between those two, but the one album I was like, I would actually listen to this is Humble Quest by Marin Moore. So that's my choice as well. Um, it's kind of a cheat. It's like by far the poppiest yeah, of any of these ones here. Willie Nelson's was kind of folksy. So that's what kind of made me like slightly interested in that. And I mean, Willie's always been kind of that um, style where it's like, I can listen to it a little bit. Like I enjoy it, but I don't know that I'd actually go out of my way to listen to it. But uh, it's, it's funny. Your criteria is like, okay, which country album is the least is less, country? Yep. I, I thought the same thing. I was like, don't just do it because it's the least country. But like, first album was like Luke Combs, and that's just like, that's country. And then like Miranda Lambert, like Ashley McBride. I was going through in order of the nominations, and the first three were like, wow, we they're just all very country. Yeah, but uh. But yeah, I think I think Humble Quest seems like a good album. I wouldn't actually be opposed to going back to that at some point. Maybe I will. So yeah. So next right. up, we have best gospel album. If you haven't noticed so far of the pattern, we are going to be doing mainly albums. Um, what is your favorite, Andrew, of these five? Die to Live by Miranda Curtis. Break through the Exodus live by Ricky Dillard, uh, Clarity by Doe, One Deluxe by Maverick City Music and Kirk Franklin, and then lastly, All Things New by Ty Tribbett. So I did, so I do like gospel. I don't listen to a lot of gospel. And 
Um, Kirk Franklin obviously has been around forever. Maverick City's doing some uh, really good stuff. And by looking through this list, I was like, that's definitely the one that I'm going to like the most. When I went through, I was actually pleasantly surprised by Clarity by Doe. I thought, I actually like was really feeling it. It's probably a little bit less of that standard gospel, maybe a little bit more R&B influence um, than straight gospel, but it was reminding me of, like, Leanne Le Havis, like, some of that just really good um, R&B gospel feel, and I actually went and, like, saved it on my iTunes and planned to go back and listen to it, because I really enjoyed that. Um, It was still a toss-up, like, I like Maverick City and Kirk Franklin, but I'm going with Clarity by Doe. I thought that was actually a really unique and uh, interesting album. How about you, Nate? Yeah, so those were my two favorites as well, and I actually went with Maverick City nice. uh, and Kirk. I I had that was the only record that I had listened to before uh, we planned on doing this episode. Yeah, and I just I like that Maverick City is like, and not not I I don't know enough about Doe to yeah. So I'm not trying to make a contrast or yes. a comparison here, yeah. but I like how Maverick City is really like making a new way in the worship space that's yep. more gospel focused. I think yep. gospel and worship have been divided yes. for a while and yes. that's stupid. And yep. so I just think it's really cool what they're doing. And obviously yep. Kirk is a legend yes. and the two of them coming together, I think was a good combination yep. and their live videos too. I, I think mm-hmm. uh, watching like their live performances online, I've been yeah. doing a bit of that on YouTube and stuff and it's nice. very powerful. They're very talented. Nice. So yeah. All right. What's next, Andrew? So next category <laughs> is best contemporary Christian music album. So uh-huh. you mentioned that they're usually separate, but uh, there is a repeat on this as far as um, a band. So um, the nominees are Lion by Elevation Worship, Breathe by Maverick City Music, Life After Death by Toby Mac, Always by Chris Tomlin. I don't even know what year we're in. This could have been 15 years <laughs> ago. <laughs> My Jesus by Ann Wilson. So, Nate, what is your favorite contemporary Christian music album? It definitely goes to Diverse City. Oh, wait. Um, <laughs> no, oh, I I, I, I'm actually going with Maverick City, which mm-hmm. <laughs> is kind of that diverse <laughs> city. Yeah. yeah uh, and again, it's, this is just making the point, as you noted, that I was making. Like, they were in the gospel and the contemporary yep. Christian music uh, yep. album options. And so yep. I just love that they're paving a new path forward, kind of breaking yep. down those walls. Um, and it's because they're fusing the styles in ways that I think honor both. I don't want to say honor, yeah. but are pulled from and inspired by both. Yeah. So. So yeah, yes. another and the fact that they're pumping out music this frequently is kind of yep. impressive too. They just yep. have album after album after album. I feel like over the past few years. So yep. What about yep. you, Andrew? 
yeah, I went the same way here. This was where I was going to show Maverick City. That's what also kind of swayed me up top to definitely go with Doe to show love there. Um, but, uh, but yeah, Maverick's Breathe. I listened to it a little bit. I feel like I'm familiar more with a bunch of songs by Maverick City than, like, I don't usually sit down and listen to straight albums. But I listened to a bit of that album in prep for this, and it was really good. Like, they're just very talented uh, musically and lyrically, it's all really good. So, yeah. All right. Next up, we have a interesting category, and it's best compilation soundtrack for visual media. Uh, Andrew and I have already done a, our end of the year music list, and we had our favorite soundtrack of the year. And so, yeah. I intentionally chose this uh, category because. It's not as much original soundtrack, though there are bits and pieces of original music within these, but more, um, sorry, how do I want to phrase this? There's a combination of original songs and then uh, previously recorded songs. So like, for instance, Stranger Things has their new versions of the Stranger Things uh, theme song and other Stranger Things tracks for the new season, but it also has Running Up the Hill and some of the other like 80s classics. Elvis obviously has some original songs for the movie, but also some Elvis hits and so on and yeah. so forth. So yeah. a lot of these are cool combinations of yeah. um, tons of different stuff. So I thought it was a cool category. And already sharing a couple of these, we have Elvis by various artists. Encanto by various artists. Stranger Things soundtrack from the Netflix series, Netflix series season four, volume two mm-hmm. by various artists. Then we have Top Gun Maverick by Harold Faltermeyer, Lady Gaga, Hans Zimmer, and Lorne Balf. And then lastly, West Side Story. Man, this group is killing it by various artists. Uh, I think various artists has a bright future ahead of them. Uh, Andrew, what is your uh, selection? So my gut when I first went through was Stranger Things. Yeah. Because I love that. Here's like my weird nitpick is I'm assuming that these volumes are split up. And to be fair, I really should have research this i'm realizing now but i'm assuming that they were split up both by release of the season which means if i were to say where the most impactful music was in the season it would be volume one not Mm. volume two that actually had running up the hill um yeah like and um maybe season or like volume two would have the journey like um separate ways the metallica The Metallica song, yep. Yep. Um, Yeah, but but either way, I was kind of like, it's hard for me to pick only part of the season. If it was the full season, I think that would win. But this is a weird choice for me, but I'm going to go with Encanto. Mm -hmm. Um, I I enjoy the music of Encanto. I was lucky enough to not be a parent of a young kid who played (laughs) those songs to death. Um, Obviously, I've heard a few of those songs maybe more than I would like, but I really enjoyed both visually watching Encanto, but obviously the music carries um, the movie. And so, yeah, I enjoyed it. I'm going to go with Encanto. 
How about you, Nate? So, funnily enough, I think this is the only category where I have listened to all of these albums yeah, um, before call, before doing the uh, the obviously like uh, prep work. Um, so, I think actually this is also because of that. I think a category where I feel like I can share my thoughts. I do think they picked a lot of good um, nominees like here. I think everyone, um, there's an argument for why it should be on here. But yeah, Andrew, I I'm genuinely wish we weren't picking the same things, not because I don't want to be like you, but just for some variance. Sure. And I'm going to go in Kanto. I watched that when it first came out um i was on a disney trip with my friend jacob and we were in downtown disney and we decided to watch it and the songs just like slapped i was i was like going in expecting to like the story yeah and the story was good yeah but i usually don't love the music in a lot of these Disney or these Disney films like I'm not like blown away by the songs often but this every song I felt like was like wow this is really good and so yeah I'm going same same pick nice nice all right well our next category is best folk album and the nominees are Spellbound by Judy Collins Revealer by Madison Cunningham the Light at the End of the Line by Janice Ian. Age of Apathy by, I'm going <laughs> to apologize, Yof O'Donovan. I don't know how to say that first name. I'm sorry. Hell on Church Street by Punch Brothers. So, Nate, what was your favorite? Um, One sec. I'm <laughs> Are you looking up how to say it? Yeah, I'm looking up. Aoife. Aoife? Yep. I wasn't going to get there. Nope. You uh, weren't even close, and I don't blame you. Nope. That's, a, that's a tough one. Yes. Um, so I think, you know what sucks is I think we're going to pick the same thing again. Um, yeah. I'm going Revealer by Madison Cunningham. It was the only one of these, besides the Punch Brothers record, which I even knew was a thing. Um, yeah before uh this episode and yep i think what i like about her is what i think most artists the goal is is to find this combination of classic and uh current or progressive or however you want to describe those those two things and i think she's writing really great songs with the classic feel that still feels modern still feels somewhat innovative and i think she has a unique voice which i really like it's like a weird type of pretty it's not like it's not stereotypically beautiful i'd say and that's not meant to be offensive it's like it's very weird for sounding so normal uh I'm not really doing a great job, but I would listen to her in this record if you haven't yet. What about you, Andrew? That's great. Sorry, my computer fan just kicked on like really loud here. So, um, give me a second. Stop being so hot. That's in my heater. Hold on. I'm like 
Let me turn this off. Boom. That's better. I was like, what just happened? Um, okay. Um, <laughs> sorry, this is bad. All right. I'm going to agree with you, Madison Cunningham. Um, it's the only album I knew as well, and it's a great album. Um, I really enjoyed it. It's Her album before this was a little bit better, in my opinion, but um, which I'm totally blanking on the name of. But either way, it's a really good album. Definitely worth uh, worth checking out. So, yeah. So right. next up, we have Best Rock Album. And... For that, we have Dropout Boogie by the Black Keys, The Boy Named If by Ellis Costello and the Imposters, Crawler by Idols, Mainstream Sellout by Machine Gun Kelly, Patient Number 9 by Ozzy Osbourne, and lastly, Lucifer on the Sofa by Spoon. Andrew, what's your, uh, who's your winner? Yeah, so um, this was a category I was excited for because I feel like I knew a few albums on here and I genuinely enjoy most rock in different iterations so I was excited the albums I didn't know to check out but uh, kind of came back to an album that I knew um, a bit I was between the Black Keys and Machine Gun Kelly and I actually just want Machine Gun Kelly um, I do enjoy his punk rock stuff um, at least enough and this black eye, uh, black, I almost said black eyed peas. Uh, this black keys album is good, but they have had significantly better work in their past. So I didn't feel like picking them because I feel like they've actually had way better albums in the past. Um, Ozzy's a classic, but but yeah, I'll go with uh, with MGK. How about you, Nate? Yeah, so uh, I chose probably the opposite. If if there's two ends of the spectrum for these mm-hmm. uh, for these nominees, I would say we chose them in terms of you probably chose the most radio friendly, popular. Yep. Um, I'm cho- I chose the most dirty, uh-huh. grungy, uh, raw, which would yep. be the Idols record Crawler. Yeah. I mean, it just sounds <laughs> dirty. Um, yeah. But Idols is definitely a band that, yeah, I've gotten into them a bit more over the past three or four years. And it's definitely a sound that is unique for at least me growing up listening to mainly American bands. They definitely pack a lot more of a European like UK type flair. I don't even know if they're from the UK, but they just feel like they are. Um, And I think his vocal deliveries are just so interesting. They are. Um, And the band is really passionate with their playing. I feel like there's a lot of passion and they have a lot of fun while playing really intense songs. So, So, yeah. Yep. Good choice. All right, our next category is Best Progressive R&B Album. And the nominees are Operation Funk by Corey Henry, Gemini Rights by Steve Lacey, Drones by Terrace Martin, Starfruit by Moonchild, and Red Balloon by Tank and the Bangas. So, Nate, what is your favorite? Again, predictable as hell. Uh, But this was an easy choice. 
it was for me because yeah. yep. again it was the only album that i had mm-hmm. really listened to of the group but it's also one of my favorite albums of the year and it's yep. gemini writes by steve lacy i think what i love about steve lacy is i like when artists that blow up with a single have great albums and yes. i know so cool. bad habit like took off and that's great but yep. that whole record is catchy and it talks about progressive r&b it's definitely progressive um yep. it's a lot it's definitely like almost like bedroom indie combined with like really well produced uh r&b it's just really interesting and i uh love mm-hmm. it so Andrew, are you going to uh, have a different choice? I doubt it, but we'll see. Nope. Yeah. <laughs> nope, it's Steve Lacey all the way. I don't really have much to add, but I think the other thing that I'll add, you said you like when um, an artist that blows up has a good album. I'm going to take it a step further, and this is going to sound super rude, but I like when an artist who blows up um, mainstream-wise ha- is just super talented. And that's Steve Lacey as well, not just of a songwriter or singer, but musician as well. And I feel like those are kind of rare to be the to be able to do everything as an artist. So much in pop and mainstream music is collaboration based. It's working with the right producer or uh, buying or working with the right songwriters, um, where Steve Lacey's kind of one of those old school does it all. And just super talented. So I'm also just really happy by his success uh, because it's well-deserved. All right. Next up, best pop vocal album. And we have an up-and-coming band, <laughs> ABBA or ABBA. These are all up-and-comers. A-B-B-A, I is that how you pronounce it? Um, is, is, are they a rhyme uh, structure? Uh or rhyme scheme uh, with Voyage uh, we have 30 from Adele Music of the Spheres by Coldplay Special by Lizzo and Harry's House by Harry Styles Andrew I'm actually so excited to hear your answer yeah. because I feel like this is honestly I you probably wouldn't have picked all of these records but if you were to make the the nominees for these, yep. I think it would look pretty similar to what they have here based on yep. your music taste. So I'm very yep. curious. Yeah, there's no like, oh, I have to listen to this album now. It was the easiest for me in the sense that I've heard all these albums. I know them all fairly well. Um, I... I really wanted to pick Coldplay and I couldn't <laughs> do it. But I do think it's... I, I think it's a significantly better album than Coldplay's had in recent history, but um, but yeah, it's uh, it's not the album picking. I am picking Harry's House by Harry Styles. I'm a pretty big Harry Styles fan now. I think it's a really good album. I don't think it's his best album of all time, but it's up there for him. He's he's extremely consistent, and I very much just I really love that album. I think it's great. So. Harry's house. How about you, Nate? Yeah, so 
I think for me, it's interesting. The name of the category, like, swayed my opinion. And yeah. what I mean by that is it's called Best Pop Vocal Album. And so I'm, tr- I know this isn't, I'm, I know I'm being obnoxiously legalistic, but I'm trying you to chose think the of, vocal part. Yeah. Like which pop record has like the best vocals. And I know that's not the category. Like, I know that's not yeah. what they're trying to say, but yeah. that's why I went with Adele's 30. I think yep. if I was doing just overall album, I would also have picked Harry's house, but I'm glad yeah. now we can have two separate picks. I think Adele, too, what's great about this record is nobody knew whether she was going to come back or not for a decent amount of time. And so for her to come back with this 30, I mean, that's a big, I mean, that's a big deal. You know, 30, it's, yes. it's, it's that new, new era. She's definitely... I also think like lyrically her age is coming up a lot more in terms of motherhood and all these other things. And so, yeah, I just thought it was like a really mature and well sung uh, record. But I would also pick Harry's House if I'm being like more honest. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, good choice. Um, Yeah. I mean, I, I genuinely there's no album up there that I dislike or don't feel like is deserving and I don't really have a good feel for what's going to win. I, I would guess not that we're doing this. I'd guess it's between Lizzo and Harry Styles. Just, I feel like those artists. Yeah. More like, who knows? All right, let's move on. So our next category is best rap album. We have the album God did. I feel like I need to yell it cause it's an all cap, but I'm not going to do that. <laughs> um, God did by DJ Khaled. I also really want to sound like D. I know. (laughs) Oh, what a guy. Um, The album I Never Liked You by Future. Come Home, The Kids Miss You by Jack Harlow. Mr. Moral and the Big Steppers by Kendrick Lamar. And It's Almost Dry by Pusha T. Nate, what is your favorite rap album? Yeah, so again, this was like another really easy choice for me. There was one of these records that I listened to a lot, and the rest I didn't listen to a lot. I wish Denzel Curry's record, uh, Melt My Eyes, Mm. See Your Future, was on here, especially when they allowed DJ Khaled to be on the list. I feel like, and even Jack Harlow, like, they're definitely in my opinion, undeserving to be on the list. But I know a lot of people love Future. I'm not a big Future guy. The Pusha T album got a lot of love. Um, And I haven't really had the chance to listen to the whole thing yet. But I have listened to Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers plenty of times. And I wouldn't say it's Kendrick's best album. But... That's what's so great about it in terms of just like understanding how good Kendrick is, is he'll release like a really solid album for him. And it's yep. basically better than every other record. There's probably yep. for those who are like really into rap. I'm sure there's some records that people like better than this. I'm not trying to say yeah. he's consistently always has the best record of the yep. year, but he always has one of the best 
five whenever he releases yeah. something. And so yeah. I just really liked the double albums aspect of it. I liked the diver- diversity of different song styles and the topics he dealt with were really heavy, I think, yeah. and yes. really thoughtful. And yeah, I just think yep. it was a really great album. So yeah, what about you, Andrew? Yep. Yeah, it's Mr. Morrow and the Big Steppers. Um, it's the only album here I really listen to. Um, it would be my, like, if I was just picking best rap album, it would be the album that I would pick. So that was a pretty easy choice. Um, there, I think it's a great album. I think it's up there with his other work. Um, I probably personally have another one or two favorite Kendrick albums, but... I would say he's consistent in what he brings. It's definitely his heaviest album, uh, content-wise. And so it's an album I feel like I maybe have to be in the mood a little bit more to listen to. But when I'm in the mood for something a little heavier, um, a little darker, it's a great album. So, yeah, well-deserving. Next up, we have Best Alternative Music Album uh, with We by Arcade Fire. Dragon War Mountain, I Believe in You by Big Thief. Fossera by Bjork. Wet Leg, uh, self-titled. And Cool It Down by Yeah, Yeah, Yes. Andrew, what was your favorite alternative music album? So I would not say that I think it's alternative, but you had sent me this album and I did listen to it. Um... Dragon New Warm Mountain, I Believe in You by Big Thief, which not in love with the title because it makes no <laughs> sense um, <laughs> in the sense of like reading it the same way that I did. But um, I've enjoyed it. I don't know that I love that album. I have a feeling like you're going to pick it and that you love it. <laughs> but um, but the little bit I've heard of it, it's definitely my pick here. I keep trying to get into Arcade Fire and I can't. I'm like so close to it and then I just don't. So yeah, um it's big thief for me. How about you Nate? Yeah, Andrew and I Andrew we're recording a uh top 10 albums of the tw- 2000s uh after yeah. this and I did some like I dove a little deep into like a lot of the records that came out from that decade and yeah. Arcade Fire has a a few like heavy hitters from that decade. And I started listening to one of them cause I've never gotten into them either. And, uh, yeah, yeah I, I, I'm just surprised. Neither of us are big fans. They feel like a band yeah. that we would be big fans of. I know. So yeah, easy for me, big thief. I think like you said, Andrew, it's a folk record, but it's also alternative. And so that's totally fine. I think, yeah. uh, they just do so many different types of folk tracks on yep. that album. And I think lyrically it's incredible. They deal with a lot of, uh, interesting subjects that I think are up my alley in terms of what I'm th- thinking about or passionate about. And so, yeah, yeah incredible album. Yep. All right. Next we are getting into the heavy hitters. Yeah. Best. So we have best. Oh, Sorry, I was thinking I would tee it up for you, right? Yes, I'm going to tee it up for you. So best new artist, 
which means I have to pronounce some of these artists. Yay. Um, so we have Anita, Omar, Apollo, Domi, and J.D. Beck, Money Long, Samara Joy, Lado, Mainskin, Toby, and Wigway, Molly T- Tuttle, and Wet Leg. And I'm sorry, I, I feel like I botched half those names, but what was your favorite new artist this year, Nate? So, I, like, it's funny, because I think you and I both listen to, like, a decent amount of music, and... Yeah. A list like this just shows me how much music is out there because I have only listened to like two of these artists really. Same. And uh, that would be Wet Leg and Domi and JD Beck. And Mm -hmm. I barely listened to the Wet Leg record. I know a lot of people liked it. I didn't get into it that much. I'll probably go back into it in 2023. But Domi and JD Beck was a record that I really like. I love weird jazz instrumental music. Can you believe that that album and them in general are in Best New Artist? Yeah. It feels like such an album that like your friend would tell you and you're like, oh, there's like 10 Spotify listeners. It does. Because it's so weird. But dude, they're low-key huge for being what they are. Um, yeah, it's impressive. They've done a lot of works with Kenny Beats, Thundercat. Thundercat does somewhat similar uh, music as them, but I re- I love Thundercat. Um, but anyways, this isn't about Thundercat. I think it was just a really solid album. I wasn't floored. Like, I wasn't like, oh my gosh, this is the best thing ever. But there's a few songs on it that I thought were really incredible. And overall, I really like them. So yeah. yeah. What about you, Andrew? Yeah, so there are two albums I listened to um, on this list, and neither one were the two that you knew, which is funny. Um, so Mainskin and Toby Nwigwe, So I think I'm saying that right now. I think I said it wrong the first time. Um, but uh, I think they're both good. Mainskin is, like, super catchy. Kind of reminds me of, like, a... Um, Oh, what's their name? Um, Neon Trees? Like, a little bit. But, like, a little bit more emo. Um, I don't know. Um, But I've enjoyed some of their songs. And then I'm going to go with Toby Nwigwe. Um, He's really good. And I've been listening to his stuff the last couple days here. Um, somewhat in prep for this, but like my wife knew his stuff before and it sent me some stuff and I liked it, but like, I don't know. He's really talented and, um, works with a bunch of artists that I already love. So, uh, it was a nice, easy, yeah, transition to his music as well. Um, so I kind of have a feeling like he's just going to keep blowing up, but I am impressed by this list being so many artists that I'd never heard of. Um, where I always feel like best new artist is like all the artists that like, like what last year it was like Olivia Rodrigo was in there and it was like almost too easy of like, oh yeah, know this artist, know that artist. But this year, I don't know, maybe hats off to the Grammys for finding some slightly more indie choices, if you will. Like not just the 
oh yeah, they had these huge songs blow up and stuff. But yeah, good on them. All right, you want to tee up the next one? Yes, I do. And that would be (laughs) Record of the Year. Now, not to be confused with Album of the Year, uh, Record of the Year meaning like Song of the Year sort of. I know they they have another category, I believe, called Song of the Year. But I understand the difference, but it's like it's kind of obnoxious that they have... Two separate, especially because a lot of the songs are the same exact songs that are nominated for both. So it just feels like overkill. Um, But anyways, a lot of options. Don't Shut Me Down by ABBA. Um, We have Easy On Me by Adele. I'm not going to read all the producer credits (laughs) or mixer and master engineers. Break My Soul by Beyonce. She could have been... Uh, best new artist good morning gorgeous by mary j blige you and me on the rock by brandy carly featuring oh i thought it was not featuring lucy i know i know it looked like featuring i was like oh my Uh, gosh i was like that has to be the weirdest song ever a woman (laughs) by doja cat bad habits steve lacy the heart part five kendrick about Damn Time by Lizzo and As It Was by Harry Styles. All right. This is tough. A lot of different songs, a lot of good songs. What do you think, Andrew? So as I was going through, like, just in that order, I was like, okay, okay, okay. Shit. Like, the the end of this list is where I get really caught up because initially I was like, I got to give Bad Habit by Steve Lacey, which is my guest as to where you're going, but that's just my guess. Um, and then I was like, well, but Kendrick's next. And then Lizzo's About Damn Time is a friggin' bop. But I'm going to do As It Was Harry Styles. That was up there for me as far as uh, in my own personal list of songs of the year. Um, so I think that song is one of Harry's best songs Um Obviously, it has been overplayed, so keep that in mind in case you're like, why is he picking that? Like, it's overplayed, but it's such a good song to begin with, so um, that is my choice. How about you, Nate? Uh, Yes, you guessed correctly. I will go with Bad Habit. Uh, I think Kendrick's The Heart Part 5 is probably the most impressive song on this list, and for me, the most impactful maybe from like a meaning and uh, thoughtfulness standpoint but I kind of went with just like catchy AF and that's why I went bad habit um yeah I think it slaps and gets stuck in my head and yeah is fun to sing and so I love it yeah all right last category final category it's going to be Album of the Year, and the nominees are Voyage by ABBA, 30 by Adele, this is the one that I don't know how to pronounce, Un Verano Sinti by Bad Bunny, Renaissance by Beyonce, Good Morning Gorgeous Deluxe by Mary J. Blige, In These Silent Days by Brandy Carlisle, Music of the Spheres by Coldplay. Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers by Kendrick Lamar, 
Special by Lizzo and Harry's House by Harry Styles. So, Nate, what is the album of the year? Harry's going to walk away with a lot of Grammys from you, Andrew. Uh, <laughs> That's your prediction? <laughs> yeah, but we'll see. Okay. I mean, I'm just double check. There's no way you didn't pick that. Um, maybe I'm wrong. I'm going with Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers. Uh, easily the album I listen to the most on this list. And uh, also just easily my favorite. I think it's an album you can go back to tons of different times and discover new stuff and be impacted by different stuff. Also, it's an album that's so big that if there's songs you end up not liking, there's still going to be a crap ton of songs you do. And so I think he offers a lot of variety and yeah, great album. Was I wrong, Andrew? So you think I'm going to give Harry a Grammy. Well, where's he going to put all those Grammys? Uh, In Harry's house. Boo. Yeah. Yeah, he wins. He wins. Uh, it was really close between him and Kendrick because before with Pop, I didn't. It, this didn't have to go against Kendrick. But um, but when I looked at actually how I'd ranked when I was trying to narrow down to my top 10 albums for us, I had Harry up two spots from Kendrick. Um which I don't know that I felt super strong about those. They all were pretty similar tiers, but that's what sold it for me this time. So, yeah, Harry can have all the Grammys. (laughs) 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 All right. Uh, That's it. We did it. We talked through the Grammys. Tell us what you think will win, and uh, and it'll be fun to watch and see um, if the Grammys thinks like us or... um, or if they just are doing their own thing. So um, check out the Grammys whenever they're out, I guess. I don't know why I'm plugging the Grammys. <laughs> I am. I mean, they're not big enough. just talk through them. So Yeah, exactly. They need more viewers, I'm sure. The uh, one thing I want to mention uh, for those who are listening, if you haven't listened to our top 10 albums of the year episode yet yeah. from 2022, I would because the way we constructed it, it's basically like, our Grammys, like if yes, where each album in the top 10 has its own category that it's won, and so it's very similar to the actual Grammys, yeah. but just yeah. if it happens to feature actually our favorite records of the year. So, yeah. if you yeah. enjoyed us blabbering on about these records, probably because you knew a lot of these records, yeah, and you'll you might enjoy us blabbering about records that you might not know as well, and so yeah. So yeah. Yep. Yeah. Great plug, Nate. And uh, on that note, if you haven't followed the podcast yet, feel free to uh, subscribe. You can comment, like, all that fun stuff uh, that goes a long way. We really appreciate that. You can both comment, obviously, and we'll see that on the podcast. But you can also uh, comment or uh, or follow us on socials. Uh, so you can find us on Instagram and Twitter at LDL Pod, and you can email us at Long Distance Listening at Gmail. Let us know your predictions for the Grammys. Let us know what songs uh, you think or albums should win and and you're, you're pulling for. So, yeah, that's it. Thank you so much for listening and have a great rest of your day.
I'd be running up that road, be running up that hill. I know somebody who ran up a hill with a cross on his shoulder, and that hill was Calvary, 